welcome to another episode of uh, is this who gives a who is this that what I'm on this week? Who gives a who? we do oh. we do oh no sorry yeah um, we're we're back for what's this episode five six season two six 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 all right um, we still don't have a schedule so um, and I am joined by oh, <laughs> on uh, the field or for the pod. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, we got questions this time. I, we, we got that. I, I, I'm joined by the uh, domineering Ben Turner. Ooh, best description yet. <laughs> the ever lagging but ever slimming Ryan Legrand. Hey, thanks. That's a compliment and an insult all in one. I appreciate it. Hey, do what I can for Manchester United fans. We, we've got the silent partner actually tuning in with us, Riley Martin. He's muted, so that's probably the best. And we we got we got real, real special guest, Kit Man, general just man about town. Kente. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> Having a great time. I think we lost Ben there, but no, we'll keep going. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. When he'll show back up. It happens. Yeah, Ben Ben doesn't control us. <laughs> he's not taking out the trash this time so we're okay yeah and didn't get attacked by raccoons or whatever it was last week what do we have news do we have news what what's that's a greg hurst is he still on fire he's still on fire hey we just answered chip's question so we can take that one off oh okay that, that, that's good uh, <laughs> we we got a uh a format for the u.s open cup uh we still don't know whether we're one of the two teams there um, for USL one, but there's a format. I think we're recording this middle of February, and we players still have not reported. I think we're hearing March first on that. Still no idea where the schedule is. It'll it'll show up. Eh, it'll be good, hopefully. Third, it's a third division soccer in the U.S. This is what we've come to expect. Yeah, but at least it's not NISA. <laughs> True. Hey Ben. Hey Ben. Not the only one who left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we were just getting into zoo a little bit of um, we're third division soccer in the U.S., but at least we're not NISA. <laughs> do we? Uh, do we want? I mean, if Peter Will wants to hire me, Peter, give me a call. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Uh, uh, the, I mean, we we could. But I think we've got at least one question coming up uh, that requires a shout out, but I'm not going to give a shout out for that because he doesn't deserve it. Um, but let, let's uh, let's break into uh, grilling the, the man of the hour. I take it in my uh, 30 seconds gone, we covered all the news we needed to cover. Um, we, we made it sound like there was actually news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Ryan, uh, I'm gonna let you uh, let you start. Put him in the hot seat. Can we get that like Law and Order like gavel or like dong dong? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll start with the softball question, which is, uh, you know, uh, just give everybody a little bit about what you do for the club, Gente. Essentially, my um, my title is uh, equipment manager, and that's just to cover up, I guess, everything <laughs> that goes with. <laughs> With it, but, uh, obviously in in our club, um, 
many of us wear different hats and but essentially I'm in charge of the the equipment for for the players for the for the field and helping set up for practice after practice and and just having stuff ready for the next day um besides that just sometimes uh help set up like meals and 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 stuff like that for for the players that's that's obviously when we're when we're on we're on the road. It's it's a little bit of everything. So it, it's more a question of what don't you do for the club? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. that. Huh? <laughs> it reminds me at work where it says uh, duties otherwise assigned. <laughs> <laughs> you have to lift more than twenty pounds. Uh, duties otherwise assigned. Yeah, I always like that. Job descriptions are just a starting point. That was always the classic one in my uh, job description. How to know you're underpaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many loads of laundry do you do a week, Tente? Oh, uh, well, and during season, well, at least three a day, I would say. Whew. At the very least, uh, if it gets cold or rainy outside, obviously that means more gear being used that needs to be ready for the next day. And, that- and th- this is a post-Valentine's Day, so I-, I feel like we don't have to set you up for the date. But... How many loads of laundry do you do in the off season? <laughs> Fortunately, only mine. Uh, no, no emphasis on time. So, ladies, you don't know when. <laughs> but, you know, I bet, uh, yeah, yeah. And I bet Chente can better than any of our listeners, too. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, we, we personally know a little bit about you and how how everything but for for all those um listeners out there in 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 the verse how'd you get started in all of this i started off um coaching uh soccer club soccer um right out of high school back in 2012 as i was going to college um i started helping with with, out with the local south omaha club and trying to figure out what i wanted to do i guess for the rest of my life and because <laughs> uh, I found out obviously I'm not going to do the place professionally soccer so I'm like well I'd rather help kids in in my community and help them by using the sport and I'd rather I honestly I'd rather gr- grow old and see them see kids in my community do something with their life whether with, I mean whether it's becoming a doctor a, a lawyer an attorney or a firefighter anything a professional in something if they become a professional soccer player that's just that was just a complete plus and i'd rather grow old and seeing kids in my community do that than instead of um them falling apart like i saw a lot of my uh, classmates as i grew up and i could not do anything about so so you definitely see soccer uh, as a general unifier and good force throughout and yeah, and then um, once I started doing club soccer, I just kept falling in love with it, and I did it for for volunteer for three years, and then I was doing boys, girls, little kids, high school kids, m- middle school kids, and then I got to a point where I was like, well, okay, I want to keep working with soccer, but I want to keep growing as a coach, and I had reached reached out to coach jay jay mims and because we had talked talked before when he was at working when he was the head coach at uno and he had asked me to if i could become the basically his, his team manager and the student manager at the time that's when i had just started coaching club soccer and well, i couldn't 
I wish I could be at both, do both stuff at, at the same time. But it was just, a, it was just a lot at the moment. And then after a while, I there was enough time, and I reached out to him, and he gladly took me in and worked with him for a couple years at, at UNO, and ended up learning much more being around him. And and then got the opportunity when he left, when to Salt Lake after a couple months, he reached out to me again, and he said. Uh, that there was a there's the equipment manager open for the academy and basically it wasn't not only the equipment manager it was kind of like a team admin at the same time it was a person that's kind of taking care of the because they have a residential academy so this place the person that's kind of helping supervise the, the kids there and i didn't think twice because there were, at the time there wasn't any professional soccer in omaha and i think that was that was just a dream you know i knew that i was going to be involved with professional soccer all day every day from the first team to the to the usl team to the academy and it was going to be pretty cool and i was going to soak up all kinds of knowledge and then jay left and i was there for a while like maybe like four months still after him and then um i already knew what was going on here in in omaha and at, at the time it wasn't official about me working with uh, Union Omaha, but it was kind of like a, Jay kind of had told me like he would like me to come, and then basically I had a when Jay told me this this was probably right before the the logo revealing, but during the summer of 2019 I had a family emergency and and I had to come back and I had to let go of the job over there, so I just got lucky that uh, that this part Union Omaha project was gonna start here. I, I think you just without prompting just answered about half the questions Ben came up with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I figured it's like, uh, if this was a, this was a J interview to ask him one question and be going for, for 20 minutes on that same question, then run out of time. But, uh, <laughs> Chete, Chete's got it all. But uh, wh- while you're at Salt Lake, I mean, you, were you working, um, you were working pretty closely with the kids and you, you and Jay sent a few guys overseas who are now getting on men's national team rosters and call-ups. Like how, how was that going from, you know, coaching club in Omaha to going there and sending guys to professional contracts in Europe? Well, I personally didn't have like much to do with that part. Oh, but, come uh, on. We all know Sebastian Soto is a Tente product. But yeah, <laughs> But what I will say is it was amazing to see those players play in the academy. Like, it was funny when I – so Jay was there a couple months before I was. So he – actually, like, three months probably before I was – when I when I arrived there, I arrived there around my mom's birthday, which was, like, May 10th. There was Soto, Ledesma, this kid named – they call him Pichu, and then the goalkeeper Ochoa. Those guys, oh, and Taylor Booth, they were not even there when, uh, when, when I was – when I had arrived, they were all on the team, but they were with the they were with the youth national team. I remember I the, I got there, and then the next day they had a they had a game, and it was a really good game. And in the first game they were down four zero at half, and came back and tied it four four. And I was like, man, these kids are good. And then uh, Jay mentioned to me like, yeah, some of these guys don't even start, which is the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, there's there's guys with the youth national team and and then I was like, What? 
<laughs> but, and, and so it was pretty close to the end of the season as well. Like the the, the academy season in the DA, it, it starts in August and, and ends in July. Basically, uh, in May, well, that's just the last part of the regular season. Then in, in June, it's playoffs. So that's where I really got to see those guys play. And it, it was pretty crazy. Like, I got to see them train every day. And and you could tell, like, for example, Ledesma has so much soccer IQ. Well, you came back. What went over how that and how you became the, uh, the man behind the man for Union Omaha. But... We know that just had two guys born and raised Omaha who just signed pro contracts. One of them, I know you worked very, very closely with uh, my, my favorite MLS team now just has like random video of you staring off longingly at this soccer specific <laughs> stadium uh, in, in awe of the locker room. Just, you know, just, you look like a kid at a candy shop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but what, what do you see when you're, you're looking at, at Ozzy there, signing at 16 with, with Sporting Kansas City, do you see a lot of similarities uh, with him compared to, you know, Soto and Ledesma uh, at, uh, at Real Salt Lake? Yeah. Um, I would I would say um, as far as talent, yeah. But he, he Ozzy was a talented player ever since he was a little kid. He was always also a very hard worker. In, in, in those parts that I would say they're very similar. I, again, I only got to uh, be around Soto and Lesma for like two months, so I didn't get to completely get to know them. You're more of a Bryce Duke kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> Bryce Duke was the Bryce Duke was the first player that I when when I saw the the academy play, that was like this guy's like the best player here, and 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 I had no idea about about the other other guys with the U.S. national team. U.S. Youth National Team in Honduras, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that I mean, the crazy thing is, all those guys are in pro teams right now, and first teams, and some in Europe, and it's pretty cool to see. And and us, in going back to Aussie, there was um, there was a few teams that are, that were trying to reach out for him to go overseas and do the same type of thing that uh, uh, Ledesma and, and Soto did. But the thing is that. Now, in order to be part of a team in Europe, or like you have to have a European passport, or you have to be older, over eighteen years old, and Ozzy mm. doesn't have either. When Ledesma and, and Soto did that, they were they were of age. That kind of threw that one <laughs> well, away. So basically, if if, if Ozzy really wanted to go to Mexico and and do that, he he could do that because he has Mexican parents. But I thought that the best thing for Ozzy was trying to be around, around his family. Cause it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy at all. Um, mm-hmm. They go over there and they, they take off, take on a whole different culture, a whole different world, a whole different environment. And it's not easy to well, adapt, especially not alone. I'd, I'd say too, you know, under Vermes, I mean, I know we're talking SKC, but you know, you see like Busio, uh, a lot of his stock has really risen over the last few years after he got signed. Oh. To his pro contract too so you know that that has to bode well for ozzy when he sees guys like that that have already been through that system that can you know now are seeing interest from overseas and other places well i think that what fc dallas has learned i read an article on this in the last month or so that like basically if you're going to lose the kids as soon as they turn 18 you have to you have to sign them when they're six right like 
it just like it doesn't it's not going to work as a business model to develop these players if you can't monetize them and if they're leaving as soon as they are of age then you're going to lose them and so you might as well be signing them at this age what what are you saying that the united states is lagging in identification and academies no, I think, I, that doesn't sound like I us i think they're improving <laughs> i think this is what what you're seeing here is part of that improvement you know and so i think it's you know a logical thing for a player like that to do and i think omaha folks it's exciting that one of our own is good enough to be signed to a pro contract at 16 yeah but i mean we we have um diego gutierrez who were you at uno when he was starting there yeah um so he was kind of a late late add on to the team in 2017 because he was originally going to hastings the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing oh, wow. is he's committed to the three biggest soccer programs in the state. So I, I honestly don't know exactly what what all happened, but he ended up going to UNO and um, had talked. Ended up talking with Jay to to get on on the team, and he he got the chance, and he proved himself since day one, killing killing Jay's fitness test, and and then slowly getting the the time and once he was getting the time on the field he was he was earning his starting spot and that's what got us he helped us finish out the season good and get our first NCAA on national tournament bid well and he i guess he's still at Creighton so if you're you're listening to this uh and haven't seen him play he'll be playing in the Dodge Street Derby on is that the 27th 27th hopefully it's Yep. Hopefully it's not negative twenty out then, and you could actually go see him. Do we know what time kickoff uh, is for that game? Is that a midday game for Saturday? I, I think it is. I think it's like a one p.m. Good. Maybe. I was talking oh, to my wife about it. me going. She was like, "Well, if you want to go out in the cold, okay." <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. I mean, after after today, I feel like I can go anywhere and not be freezing my it'd butt be, off. It'll uh, be forty degrees warmer, and it still could be below freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it's a oh, 2 p.m. kickoff. Yeah, and they're allowing fans in for that. So great great chance to go see uh, Diego uh, during his last semester playing against the program he just left uh, for the other side of Dodge Street. I, I think he's finishing out the season with Creighton before he, he goes and joins up with the Timbers. Ben, I think you, uh, you probably know better than I do. That's what was implied with the article we had on our blog, which is located at... Is that at WGAHmedia.com? That's the one. Owen, uh, Owen wrote an article for us that implied that. I, I don't know. He's been included in their marketing materials. I would assume Tente would know as much as the rest of us. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I would say that's, that's the point. Yeah, so that, that should be a, a lot of fun. Uh, I'm That's always a, a great game. Uh, due to COVID push to the the spring, you can argue that February 27th is the spring <laughs> if you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Since that's my, bir- that's my birthday, I'm going to tell you it's <laughs> spring on my birthday. <laughs> uh, that, that'll definitely be a good game if you, uh, you know, are able to make it out, make some noise, warm up. The last question before we break into into some of the, the questions from the Twitter sphere, who's next? Like, <laughs> Omaha's got a lot of fun coming up, but who's next? Who should we be? Who who should we be looking out for in the metro? That's a question for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think right now that's a tough question. He doesn't want to give away his players. He's secretly an agent. <laughs> no. 
I mean, I figured that's why he was on the field in those uh, Aussie pictures. I mean, if if you're talking about um, if you ask me like who's on a similar route to what Aussie has, there's I mean, there's there's a few players that that are spread out now in in, in like the RSL Academy that are that are from Omaha or from like uh, or in the still in the Sporting Academy that's from Omaha uh, and Lincoln. But if you were to ask me to who's the who's who's the next person to write up pro contract I, I think that that's difficult right now because it, it it's, it's not as easy as like even for Ozzy it, it wasn't really easy like you know, even though he's always been talented and he's always been one of the play, better players in in his age group in his teams like it's it's um I think you you also got to have all the other stuff besides like besides the stuff on the field you have to be like really mature you have to be really humble you have to be you have to have a strong mentality and a lot of a lot of the most talented players that i know that are around the age the, the around the age of like 15 they they still have to go through all that stuff uh, just based on 15 <laughs> yeah just just based on how you answer questions you have spent a lot of time around jay <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a name out. Like, we'll get a name out. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll find no, one. No, who is, it's like who's who is likely to have a successful college career? Like Diego. Any prep players who are, you know, likely to make a not necessarily well, you know, any high school players who are likely to make an impact at the next level of college soccer. <laughs> personally I, like again I, I i wouldn't wouldn't say um i would I, I cannot guess right now who would who would be the the player that uh that's gonna kill it in at the college level but i mean i know there's there's a few talented players that are that are just graduating this year and the year after like for example the kid that was from the went to RSL for one year but it's back in uh, Omaha South uh Wawa I don't know if you guys know that kid um he uh Emmanuel Palga is his name very talented kid oh that reminds me of Abdi that's also now playing at UNO and I saw that was at Iowa Western but there's a. Uh, I mean, we spoke about Ozzy, but his his nephew, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> I read that in uh, Burback's article, and I was like, "All right, I know Chris; he wouldn't get this one wrong." But I had to I had to read it a couple times to figure out what I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, his uh, his nephew Edwin. He's he's a very talented kid, and he still has uh, another year of high school where he could hopefully get his. Stuff together in in and off the field and and go to a good college. Who knows? Maybe uh, a kid with with that kind of, kind of talent. But if if they had all all everything else together, like the mentality and everything, like I know Jay would love a kid that could work hard and and is talented. If you, if you have both both of those together, and he's from Omaha, it's going to be time to give someone like that a chance for the club. You know. Was so so. Well, I just have yeah. an Edwin question, real quick. Was did he the academy trip that you guys did right after the brand mm-hmm. reveal last October? Was he, wasn't he like a late addition to the squad and did amazing? Yeah, he was you know, a last minute addition because um, based on the roster that we made, it was majority was O three. He's in O four, 
there was only a couple of space for a couple of fours, and there was a a, a last minute injury uh, from from one of the fours, and then Edwin got got invited. So, are you saying that uh, if there's going to be an Omaha soccer dynasty, it's going to be the Cesarenos? <laughs> no. Oh, well. oh, okay. Okay. So he knows of a, he knows of a better family than. than <laughs> That's just that's just that's just about it. And it's just obviously uh, <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, we'll we'll let you keep your secrets on this one. I got a I actually uh, have I actually have another <laughs> South High School soccer question that I'm surprised I never asked while we were working together. So when I first moved here to Omaha or when I moved back to Omaha, the first game I ever went to was the twenty thirteen final against Creighton Prep at Morrison, which was beautiful night, great soccer game, blah, blah, blah. But like one thing that really struck me was that like, you know, like this team's so talented, but none of these kids were going to like big time college soccer <laughs> program. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what's uh, like, do you think that, I mean, is there a reason for it? And what do you think will change uh, or like, will that change? In my opinion, we're going back to what I was saying about earlier that how it's not easy to just become a professional soccer player just because of talent. And and yeah, like I've learned a lot of this stuff through Kenny and and through the players that he's recruited. But I've also learned from from being with uh, professional players and college players. Like there's there's a discipline and mentality part that always has to go in when you recruit a player, because if they don't have those stuff, like they 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 might have, for example, a good seat a soccer season, but academically they might not do great. So. Putting that stuff all together mm-hmm. is, is has been really hard, and especially in our community, um, because sometimes it, it it could be because of the resources. It could sometimes it could be because there there hasn't been someone to set the bar that high. But slowly there has been. If you that t- the twenty thirteen team, uh, I don't know if you remember Michael Jaime. Michael Jaime was was a, a sophomore maybe that year or a junior. I can't even remember exactly, and um, and he was like the the one kid that actually went to UNO, played all his four years. He had a family pretty early, but his family was there to support him, and he he got a scholarship, and he 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 got through his academics. He he got through us all four years. He even got injured in his third year, and and came back and played the next year, and that was probably the first example of of how you you go through all that stuff and you and and you 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 build a strong character and you discipline yourself to get, get your stuff together in and off the field and unfortunately that that's something that we we have to keep teaching these younger generations that that's that's what you need to do yeah and what's uh what's crazy about that too is you you hear yeah. it for all uh for all kinds of different athletics right i mean uh, obviously around here college football is such a big deal but you know whenever you listen to sports radio and they're talking about certain kids and it's like oh yeah they've had off the field problems and so many of us are used to video games where you just go after the guy with the highest rating or whatever and you know that's how you strengthen your team and they don't take into account all those personality things that they really do affect the chemistry and how that how that person is going to perform, um, you know, with, with their teammates and on the field and everything else. Ryan, I'm real upset. You're talking about sports radio when everybody knows the only sports show they should be listening to on any sort of audio is who gives oh, it. Oh man, we got to start. Come on. Well, the, 
if they want if they want soccer information, who gives a hoot's their only option? Because if you listen to sports radio in Omaha, they don't talk soccer. Uh, occasionally, you'll get um, a a mention uh, on severe betting, like real real occasion. Yeah. yeah, very very rare. But well, let's uh let's jump to some of these these questions from from Twitter? from the tweet machine. Well, also thank you thank you Chente for answering that yeah, question so... for me. I do think I do think we've talked about it before, yeah. but I appreciate it. Well. He he answered it. Sure, didn't give you a real answer. <laughs> I, mean, I, thought the, I thought the last one was pretty good. He dodged a bunch of them, but you know, <laughs> he he likes to be gameplay. Great time to be unemployed. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so we threw it out on Twitter just if anybody had anything. I don't know. I didn't really lump them this time, but I think the first one we got was from CJ from Chris. And all she said in all caps was U.S. Open Cup. So I think, Luke, that was the shout-out we were talking I, I was, we were talking, I was about talking more about um, the, the stadium designer up there in Fremont. Uh, I'm not going to – Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to lead into that after yeah, we talked about I'm not going to mention him by name because he's asking for a shout-out. Doesn't, doesn't get one. <laughs> you <laughs> ask for it, you yeah. don't get shout it. Shout-out for the community of Fremont. Yeah, Fremont got some great people up there, <laughs> except for this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but Chris talked like with the U.S. Open Cup announcement. Honestly, this is the competition I could forego the rest of the season so long as we get to play in the U.S. Open Cup. Oh my god! Like, yeah, it, it's the tournament that means something for for lower divisions because in a country that you don't have promotion relegation, you know, where else are our guys going to be able to school Vela? Like, man, come on! <laughs> I, I I would put Dami up against Vela any day. Just, just say. <laughs> And we, we talked about in the past, you know, with some of these, uh, the, the FA Cup and some of those bigger tournaments overseas, like those domestic tournaments, how much fun it is to see the smaller teams beat the bigger teams or at least hang with them, you know, and, and that's, I mean, that's the fun of the U.S. Open Cup is you see amateur teams or lower division teams that get that shot. I'll be interested to see when they do whatever teams end up, the uh, 24 teams, how they do the draw early on with the lower division. You know, if it's all championship versus championship and Visa versus League One. I mean, I, I'd love to beat uh, Detroit City. Like, that'd just be fun. I have no comment. Please stay out of my mentions. I have other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Jete, what... What are your thoughts on the U.S. Open Cup? I mean, you, being with the team, we, we kind of got burned on that last year, but you, you got to have some some feelings about seeing our boys play. It would be awesome to, to be part of it, first of all, <laughs> because obviously <laughs> nobody knows exactly how those, I guess, two, maybe even one, uh, birth spots from the USL League One. Oh. Uh, depending on COVID, obviously, and what's going on um if we, if we get the if we get right. the chance to be part of it, that would be amazing. Uh, obviously, I think all all the Omaha soccer fans are dying for it, and myself, I am. I know I am. I know the club is, but <laughs> I guess it just we, we we need to see how how it all plays out. It it would have been actually better if that was kind of clear, like in November <laughs> or October. <laughs> but <Yep>. uh, <laughs> but I I uh, even. I hope we get to get be part of it, and if we and if we aren't, well, I, that's going to be very disappointing. Uh, I, I think the club threw it out on social media right after the announcement. But what what's your dream dream matchup for Union Omaha in the in the Open Ooh, Cup? Dream? Yeah, I mean, who would you like Greg Hurst to set on fire <laughs> in the U.S. Open Cup? 
right. I think uh, it would be it would be nice it, it would be nice to play the team that's three hours away from here. But um, honestly, any MLS team would be would be a good one. Uh, what you're saying is you want Peter Vermees. I think we we end up hosting that one. Usually, they go to the team that has a smaller travel budget. Here starts Aussie loses, so we get to see that Peter Vermees rage, and, and no, Ooh. then be, be great just to see that and Morrison or <laughs> or Coniglia. Um, I, you know that that just be be absolutely fantastic. I will. This is the first time I've imagined the U.S. Open Cup, and in my mind. Peter Vermees was screaming at Jay Mims and the referee on the touchline at Werner Park, which is kind of astounding because, you know, I didn't think we'd ever play Open Cup games there, even in my imagination. Uh, would we? I mean, technically, it's a FIFA-sized <laughs> pitch, even if it is the smallest legally allowable FIFA-sized pitch. I, I, I got to say, downtown Omaha or, like, so, somewhere where, you know, you can go grab dinner after the game, well, by walking, like it's only like a would mile to that new pizza place at like 132nd. <laughs> that, that one pizza. Hey, place. I'm sure there's a case uh, somewhere anyway, between. I, you know, I think it would be amazing. I've been waiting my whole soccer fandom to go to a U.S. Open Cup game. I, the Rapids, I guess I looked it up. The Rapids played one at home in the seven years I was there. And it was, I, I was a season ticket holder, so I don't know why I didn't go, but that's it. One. Yeah, because it's the Rapids. They're the cheapest. Right. You're the Rapids. Andrew, hey, hey, fair weather fan. I mean, that, that's something I know know about you. Well, Whatever team you get for your fair weather fan. Dan Kroenke should be forced to sell the team. <laughs> well, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, well, uh, well, so we'll, uh, the person that wanted a shout out that is not going to get their shout out. Uh, did say that they think we should do a U.S. Open Cup bracket challenge, and then the winner gets a pod shout-out, presumably yeah. thinking he'd win. I, I, I don't know. Ben, I think the next question is directly uh, related to you, and it's just so you can sing. Chip wants to know if anyone at Union Omaha uh, is on fire. My new Maybe someone who has opposing defense is terrified. I, mean, I, I thought you were I'm talking about, Connor, about Doyle. Connor Doyle. I think we should get Chente's opinion on these guys as players. But – only one of those players is on fire, and that's Greg Hurst, and the defenses are terrified. <laughs> How many nas? About that many. Chente, who's your favorite signing or favorite signings of the offseason so far? I don't have a favorite signing, but I like, I like, I like them all. So far, <laughs> I, I knew what your answer was going to be because, as I said, you spent a lot of time around Jay Mims. <laughs> How about this one? Yeah, what do you a, think those guys Jay, add to the team Jay well, uh, that would be different from what we've had in the past? <laughs> well, that will be. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's not something that we didn't have, but I, I will say it's something that they bring. Mm. I think uh, Connor Doyle, for for starters, brings a lot of good experience and. He he's also played in the youth national team. He's also played overseas. He's played in MLS. Like so, he brings a lot of experience, and and he's been here before. So he 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 knows the city well, and he, he he's played for the city before. And I think he he's he, he'll he'll enjoy doing it again. Greg Hurst, on the other hand, is a much younger player and didn't play a lot of games, but scored a decent amount of goals for for such a little bit of game. So I think those are. The things that those two bring. 
I think I think this next question actually kind of builds off that too. Like, and this is for any of us, but uh, River City ninety three, they're the Richmond podcast and supporters group. They said they asked, "Can this team be balanced with all the offensive firepower we have?" And uh, if anybody Let's gets have left Chente out, take we can the get first one because we know he's not going to take the second part of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's balanced. Um, I, I think yeah, you guys saw that as as we were getting towards the end of the season, we were we were getting a pretty good form, and it, and the lineup was pretty consistent. So as far as midfield and defense goes, I think we we are really good there. I'm gonna say that I still, even with with Hurst and Doyle added to uh, 14 guys brought back. Our defense is still stronger. I mean, we lost three games, and that's because, yeah. in my mind, one of our star defenders got his ribs broken at a team that, say, two of our offseason signings played for. Like, just, just going to say, <laughs> he is out three games, or two, two and a half, came in on the third, or in the next game back, comes in, scores a goal. Yeah, and has an assist. Well, and... Yeah, and that was also – I mean, we know the history, right? That's a game, yeah. another game that – and that game gets canceled because of no lights. I mean, it's just – yeah. I mean, I, I think our defense is definitely still going to be our strong suit. But I think that was the, the part we all saw last year that, that was able – that once we got the goal scoring going, the defense was still there, and that's what's going to help. Well, I mean, ben, Ben's big point last year um, – I think there were even T-shirts made about this – was that EVD – should have won MVP. Wasn't even nominated. Travesty. Uh, which, really, really upsetting. But between uh, him creating chances, Dami creating chances, all those assists, putting it with a clinical finisher up top, and then we have Toby coming, who's hopefully with us for the entire season. If I have to drive to Kenya uh, this and year, pick him up myself. A six. I, I, will, I will drive that boat. <laughs> I, I will. I will go there. We're gonna we're gonna pick him up. We're gonna pick up a six pack on the way. And You're gonna need more. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a party <laughs> boat. <laughs> no, but I, I think um, I think our defense is honestly the best position part of our team. Uh, it, the chemistry is there. You got some great experience back there, and, and just uh, with Nuhu anchoring it uh, in, in goal. I don't think there's going to be anything close to what we saw last year. It's just going to be unstoppable. We were pretty unstoppable last year. Mm. We we were, but we uh, still we still lose a few more uh, than I would have liked. Players have not returned. Well, I'd also say we had a weird uh, off season last year, just like we are this year. But right, like we thought we were going to start in March, April. Then it gets pushed. And it gets pushed. And it gets pushed. So, I mean, that's a team – as a brand-new team with a bunch of guys that never played on the field together, they were building chemistry. Uh, as I was actually just clearing out a folder the other day, and I have the initial, like, little flyer yeah. handout of the, the 2020 season. Real depressing. Yeah, I think we still have one up in our house on our fridge. <laughs> it's just sad. Sad to see. I'm going to I'm gonna jump – the next questions I'm going to jump to are more specifically about uh, Union Omaha, so I, just to stay on that train of thought. Patrick Walsh asked us three separate questions. I'll do them each individually. Uh, the first one was thoughts on how the club is doing with building the fan base. Uh, I, I don't think the fans do anything for the club. They, they're certainly – there's not a good podcast. <laughs> uh, the supporters aren't doing things for the community and 
bringing the best atmosphere it, in League One. You know, I I, I don't even know what's happening. Co-branded coffee. Right. Oh, it's, I, I'm looking yeah. at the uh, the French press that that had that because that that was surprisingly surprisingly good on a negative twenty degree day. That you no, know, the the supporters put out a delicious delicious coffee that you can find at Bad Seed Coffee. Yeah, I think Chente, you kind of alluded to this, but like. This was a community that wanted this. So when the team got announced, even before we had a name or a logo or anything, supporters groups and people were already trying to figure out separately how they can support this thing. And I think, you know, I think some of it, not that it's ever easy to build a fan base, but some of it was just built in for the, the club before they even had to put forth a lot of effort for it. Yeah, I mean, I, and they yeah. still do. They do an amazing job with it. Yeah. Is this where we plug oh, Jimmy's what, new what's title? What's he, uh, director of operations soccer or director of soccer operations, operation soccer, the Jimmy edition. Uh, we, <laughs> we have a, a fully converted uh, follower of soccer who has a, he jumped on the Liverpool bandwagon. I can't say I appreciate that, but you know, I, I think we're going in. Yeah. We're, we're going Everybody into season two with a front office that cares more for the club than, uh, than it did at the start of the 2020 season. Uh, the actual start of the 2020 <laughs> I'm season. I'm just going to let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so. This Patrick is a Chente question. Asked, and, uh, this may be, may be a good one for you, Chente. Uh, yeah, compare our play to another club. Uh, he specifically said a European club, but maybe there's another club that you could compare, compare our, our style club. of play to. Yeah, so like, the, uh, you know. I will I say Luke's a Bayern fan, to, but you know something like that. Is there a team like, like that? Atletico Madrid, just because we, uh, I, I think we we're very strong when it comes down to the pressing, and then when it comes down to the defending, like it's almost like a requirement for 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 Jay. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I, I'm trying to I can't you know, argue with that. Nail my Jay Diego Simone <laughs> joke in my head. Yeah, that's a not, solid I'm answer. Getting there. I, I mean. I, I suppose I could just go with the the, the cop out answer and say RSL. I'm gonna here. I'll give the uh, I'll give the answer that I that came to my mind when I uh, yeah. said this, and I knew I would get just infinite groans. So get this, uh, get this out of the way. But he, it reminds me of first edition at Chelsea, uh, Jose Mourinho. I knew you were gonna say. I'll well, get that. Yeah. So like I mean, come on, right? Like. <laughs> We're we're strong defensively. <laughs> we're not we, always we're not always the most prolific in scoring, but we always get the goals that we need. And every once in a while, we put on just an absolutely scintillating performance that you can't take your eyes off of, like we did against Tormenta last year, for instance. <laughs> well, since we we all know this is an Ajax pod, yeah, like hundred yeah, percent. There you go. Uh, ben, you're, you're, you're going to come around to it, and when you do, it'll be great. Uh, our, our back line, uh, the strength of our back line, uh, especially how, how Jay's been doing with, um, with, with Dami and Faraday there, reminds me a lot when Des, right before Des went to Barca, and the way we were playing last year fit a lot of that style. Uh, that's a little bit of bias because I, I want to see my, my two, two clubs be, be the same. But no. <laughs> well, I think too, like just the philosophy that Jay's brought about wanting to develop guys. You know, I mean, as an Ajax fan, we know yeah. that's what they do. They take so, young guys, develop them, and send them off. And then 
you, every player has to have some kind of defensive responsibility yeah. at IX. Like, so Chente was just saying, like, even the strikers, it may be a striker foul, but you have to be able to get back and play some defense because everybody's pushing forward, you know, including center backs at times are pushing well, forward. And then, IX, then you so. sell them on for millions of dollars and get yourself a beautiful, beautiful stadium. That'd be great. Patrick's third question is not a stadium question, but he did ask if we have any news uh, on the 2021 kit. Insights rumors. Alt, alt kit this year. Are we going to have a third kit? <laughs> <laughs> I <won't. laughs> That's the safest $5 bet you've ever made. Uh, uh, Gente, uh, I imagine you, you've you seen it because I, I know we're not putting them in far enough in advance that they can do special kits for us at nike so you've probably seen at least a, a couple of the designs uh, any any hints uh <laughs> i mean this is a recording so that you, like you could describe it we, we wouldn't just, we wouldn't have any idea yeah, I, I, what it actually I, looked like yeah is it cool so, yeah yeah i um right. it'll be different right. than last year it won't be as as simple as last year's so all i gotta say oh! Oh, that's that's news I've heard uh, all day. Okay, okay. Uh, if it's if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's going to look super sweet. Well, and as as Luke alluded to, uh, <laughs> I was getting skinnier. But are they going to have larger sizes for people this year? Because I know that that was a big big sticking well, point. Yeah, the two XLs and they were a little slim fitting for some of us husky guys. Pounds to lose to finally fit well. Um, I hope so. I'm pretty sure that's part of the plan. Um, <laughs> Have more, more of the bigger size, and for it to, for it to fit looser for everybody, you know. Well, let's just get like some guy who's like you know, barrel chested at six eight, and then yeah. you know, it'll work that. We'll have, we'll have, yeah, we'll have them in stock a little better. <laughs> then they have to have them. Well, what? I I think um, we got got about one more in us, so that way it'll be bored. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, you want me to do Jeremy? Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name. Last time I did that, um, we got a five-star review, but it was heckling on my pronunciation of it. So <laughs> That's fine. He can heckle me now. Um, which, this is another one that's specific. I mean, it's league-specific, too, but when is preseason? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 We, uh, can, can, we can all speculate. Yeah. Chente can tell us the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, the there is on March. <laughs> March is the start of preseason, but okay. an exact date that's uh, to be a well. Have you heard anything? Um, because you, you've got a better ear probably to it than, than we do of at the MLS clubs who are usually going to like baseball. Um, for, for some of our, our listeners, uh, they, they go to a warmer climate, like SKC is usually down in Arizona for the Tucson Sun Bowl <laughs> Cup playing game. but I, I with COVID this year I'm not sure if we're we're going to see that and the last year we were in Salt Lake for that that tournament where we kind of stunned a lot of people with how how good a crew Jay pulled together um, do, you, do you think we're going to be looking at local more local oh let me think that for sorts sure. of deals yeah oh, sorry go ahead. no 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 you, you, I mean if you're willing to answer it great I was about to get you off the hook but let's hear what you have to say from my, uh, my guess, it's more, yeah, it'll be more local, whether it's uh, MLS, whether it's college, whether it's uh, any amateur. 
All right, he started with FLS. <laughs> we, we can call it a day. We're going down to SKC, boys. Well, and, and like you know, Minnesota's a day trip, right? Like, I mean, it's not a. Well, yeah. But we want a challenge. <laughs> Teams we haven't already beaten. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I think there's a lot of colleges too. Like I, I know last year, the weekend that everything shut down, there was I, I don't know. I I think it was not on when things were shut down, but. For a while on the like non-public preseason calendar, we were going to play a, a outdoor scrimmage against a college program from you know within no no actually within I'll I'll mention it off the air um, but like within like a three-hour radius um, college program and so like you know I, I think one of the things that I always was surprised and impressed about is you know Jay knows a lot of people right and like. So I, I, I would think that there will be a lot of programs against people Jay knows that provide some level of competition that he thinks is useful. I, I, I'd love to actually be able to watch a scrimmage of them against it Iowa was, West. I mean, it was great. It was great when it happened last year, let me tell you. Someone, yeah. Well, I, I mean, they could come over, over to Iowa, play in this beautiful facility that just went live last year. I've been, I've been playing in a, a league on Sundays there. No. Absolutely great. Probably the, the best they, indoor pitch in the to metro. Watch that game from the roof so. of the uh, second floor. Like he had to climb up on a on a chair onto a ladder, and then <laughs> film it from the roof. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> what, was that like you did something bad and had to do that, or was that like? Yep. And that, I that was pretty jacked. The right angle. Two thirds of the goal yeah, nice. in that game. <laughs> Uh, I I gotta gotta see that one because in my mind, Iowa Western has probably some of the, the best collegiate talent in, in the metro going on. Just looking where they're they're throwing some guys all over the place. Uh, seeing that you know they they put Dami into a into our ranks at UO. Saying the players they've look, lost really in good. the last two years to pro contracts or transfers are probably enough to beat any college program. In the state, yeah, the, easy hands down. <laughs> like they're they churn out some some great talent there, and you no, know, just looking at who they have in USL, it's impressive. Uh, to mention where they what if you figure in D one schools um, and international where they're at, it, it's just ridiculous. All right, I, I think I think we've wasted enough of Chente's time. He, he's already been yelled at once while while recording with us. You know. but, but thanks for coming on. I mean, the the man the behind the man. The he no. I, I mean, is there a club without Chente? Yeah. There, 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 yeah, but you said you wear a lot of different hats. Do you also have different personalities? So when you say a lot of people, you're just talking about yourself. Oh man, it's not have been the same without you there, Chente. Heartbeat yeah. of the club. Uh, we're, we're definitely excited to see see what what you manage to uh, to do this season. I, I'm expecting some flashier kits if we don't get those. Uh, as you are the equipment manager, I'm going to assume you mismanage the equipment, sure. and we'll have some words. Uh, <laughs> but, no, th- thanks for coming on, and uh, oh, I got, we'll, we'll we'll see you at the game. We'll, we'll be pointing you out, like 
pay 10 cents. Oh, okay. We do. 